0: Welcome to Know Your Foe on Colts.com, an in-depth look at the upcoming matchup. Here are your hosts, Casey Valier and former
1: Colts wide receiver, Bill Brooks. Well, welcome in to Know Your Foe right here on Colts.com. I'm your host, Casey Valier. I'm also joined by Colts Ring of Honor member, Bill Brooks. Another AFC South showdown this week between the Colts and the Titans. The first of the two-game series, this time at Lucas Oil Stadium. And to get us prepared on the Titans is Teron Davenport, who covers the Titans for ESPN. Teron, really appreciate the time. How are you doing?
0: Hey, I'm doing really well, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. I'm looking forward to coming out there on, on Saturday against some shrimp cocktails.
1: <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> Understand that
1: completely. <laughs> well, I, b- before we talk in about shrimp cocktails and all that, let's, get, let's dive into Sunday. Both teams kind of coming off different starts to the year. I think high expectations for both the Titans and the Colts, but week three, they both get their first win. So I kind of want to dive into it from a Titans perspective. What was kind of that reason to the sluggish start before getting their first victory?
0: It's very detailed. It's complicated. It, 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 we'll say it that way. I, I think the main thing is, is just that that first game, the, the second-half performance, they, they just kind of let it go. And they, they didn't put their keep their, their foot on the gas and, and, and put the Giants away when they had the opportunity to. Right. Um, running the football, they gave up 238 yards rushing. Uh, Saquon Barkley just had his way in the second half. When you look at the Bills game, that one was just – You know, just a catastrophe. Yeah, just the bills. Yeah, healthy. You know, and I I think you know there's a common thread through those two games, and it's the explosives that they're giving up. They gave up a 68-yard run to Saquon Barkley to set set up the first touchdown. There was a miscommunication on a 60-plus. Yard uh, reception for uh, Sterling Shepard uh, for a touchdown. And then you look at Stefan Diggs, he got him multiple times. He had three touchdowns, one of which was a 46 yarder. So it's the explosives, and there's various reasons there communication. Sometimes, you know, guys are just flat out getting beat, uh, which is what Diggs did on his touchdowns. So it's a variety of things.
1: Now, one of the things you alluded to there in the first game, the second half blunders, It almost looked like it was going to be another taste of that last week. They didn't score in the second half, but they did just enough to get the victory over the Raiders. Do you think that is just a kind of a a deep breath for the team?
0: Yeah, there was another explosive in in, in the second half. You know, fourth and fifteen, and you give up. Terrence Mitchell gave up a forty-eight yard reception to Mac Hollins, and you just can't have that stuff. Uh, That's you know, it's something that they have to fix. The second half, Mm -hmm. whatever is going on. Um, they did make some strides last week in that they scored on the first drive of the the second half, which is something they didn't do the two previous weeks. And they stopped the opposing team from scoring on the first their first drive. So there's progress there. But yeah, I mean that's something that you know the rushing attack not being the same as it was, it's not as easy for them to put games away. Whereas before they would just keep feeding and feeding and feeding Derrick Henry, and it will work.
2: Now, you talk about Derrick Henry there, and that goes to my my question here, uh, Teron. Now, last year with his foot injury, of course, it slowed him down quite a bit. Has there been any thought with the coaches to how they use Derrick Henry going forward here, especially in this 2022 season?
0: Well, they managed him a little bit differently during training camp, whereas you didn't see him as much in, in team period initially and especially when they had pads on and he, he did some seven on seven but mostly team period um you didn't see him as much as the training camp went on when they went to inside run he got out there and you know got his hits in it that he needed to and, and you know those type of things so i would say that's the difference but as far as running the football they're just they're still when they want to lean on them they're going to lean on them and that's that's what they continue to do when there's a mindset that that team wants to play with that physicality and derrick henry is really the player that exudes that the most for them
2: now moving to the wide receiver position the skill position out there for the tennessee titans this offseason, they made some changes at wide receiver with the trade of aj brown in addition of robert woods and rookie traylon burks have this yeah. have these changes altered the titans passing game this season
0: you know, I, I talked to um, A.J. a couple of days ago. Uh-huh. and I, I said, first thing I said to him, you know, after I made sure everything was good, with, I said, man, they miss you out here, man. <laughs> they really do. Cause, so, you know, with A.J. Brown, and you guys know from watching, you know, the couple of games that, that, that he's played against them, it, it's it's just when you have that guy on the outside to say, oh, you wanna, you want to stack the box against me? Okay. <laughs> You're going to pay with with this right here. We're going to give you a dose of number 11. When you have that, it makes things a lot different. And that's one of the big things that I I noticed, you know, in in the first couple games and and even against the the Raiders, you know, one-on-one coverage as a receiver, you know, you might as well slap me in the face. And that's (laughs) the thing that, you know, I talked to the rookie Traylon Burks about He said he takes that personally. And it, it, it's it, you take it personal, but you got to go out on the field and show them why it's a mistake to do that. Yeah. And we're not seeing that as much like we saw before when A.J. Brown was on that team.
1: Now I know that's one of the things that was discussed pretty heavily here was, you know, how did the Colts draft go? And one of the one of the points that people put is, well, they won because A.J. Brown is no longer in the AFC South. I know that is definitely <laughs> yeah, one man. of the things we've been talking about here. We're talking with Teron Davenport who covers the Titans for ESPN. I want to talk about the injury to Taylor Lewan. It seems like since his suspension, I think that was what, 2018, 2019, he really has uh-huh. struggled to stay on the field. So is there any issue with the impact of you know where he is, you know the play on the field. Looking long term at their left tackle spot,
0: yeah, that's something that you know they have to obviously weigh in. I think he he's going to be fourteen point eight million uh, against the cap next year with zero dead money. So uh-huh. I would imagine there's a, a a redo of the the deal or something is going to have to happen because unfortunately. The injuries have continued to, to pile up. I mean, he's missed a lot of games yeah. the, the last three years. So they have to get that figured out. In the meantime, you got Dennis Daly, a guy they, they traded with the uh, Panthers for at left tackle. And, and that tackle situation, is it's that one is very interesting because this team used a first-round pick. On, on a right tackle, they used a second-round pick on a swing tackle left and right, and then they used a third-round pick. Consecutive years, we're saying. in this past draft, to get Nicholas Petit-Ferrer, who starts at right tackle, right. but their second-round pick, Dylan Radis out of North Dakota State, as I said, they traded with the Panthers to get the guy who's playing left tackle right. now. So that situation hasn't been good. He entered the, the camp as the the starting right tackle but that flip-flopped pretty quickly and then Isaiah Wilson, that's a whole story we don't even need to get Man. into. I, I just, I'll just be nice and say it didn't work out.
1: <laughs> that, that is definitely the nice way to look at it. Now flipping over to the other side of the ball, sticking with the trenches, we saw the impact that Harold Landry is going to have for this team throughout the year, losing him. But talk about the way they've played without him out there. It seems like you know everybody knows what Jeffrey Simmons can do, and here in Indianapolis we definitely know what Danico Autry can do. But how, that, how has that absence been?
0: Yeah, it's been tough for them because this is a team that they traditionally have have gotten gotten home with four, and and they dropped seven into coverage. And Harold Landry, he's he's kind of like their closer, you know. That's how right. I look at him because his twelve sacks, seven of those came on third down, and third down that's the money down, yeah. and that's the time when it's it's you gotta get off the field. And he has consistently helped them do that. So not having him definitely hurts things. And he's a guy who played a lot of snaps, and he's really good against the run. So trying to replace that has been a little difficult. Bud Dupree has been in and out of the lineup. I think he plays this week because he looked good in practice yesterday. So uh, that's uh, a positive for them. But really it comes down to a lot of stunts and twists and things that they do up front. They like to move Jeffrey Simmons around, and I think this is a week you definitely want to do that. Don't get it wrong. You want your guy to go against their best guy, you know, and 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 Simmons versus Quentin Nelson. But I would also try to exploit, you know, get him against uh, uh Braden Smith, get him against you know the left tackle there, uh, Matt Pryor. I, I would you know bump him out the fire tech sometimes. They have a bunch of defensive linemen to do that, so that's what what they've done. They've moved him around, but they've also done a little bit more of, of, of simulating pressure. Right. You, you gotta you gotta blitz your your safety sometimes. The linebackers, I've seen them come, and uh, it's interesting how they're doing that because they're they're sending guys and they're dropping. If you look at last week's game against the Raiders in the red zone, Darren Waller uh, ran a crossing route, and and Derek Carr thought that you know he was going to have a clear path to the end zone, so he threw the ball to him. Demarcus Walker, their defensive end, dropped back and he blasted him. Kevin Byard caught it. And it was a key interception in the game. So those are some of the things that they're they're doing. And, I mean, after seeing the way Jelani Woods, a tight end, I really liked, emerged. Yeah. You know, that's 6'7", 253 going against the safety. I don't care who you are. It's a mismatch. <laughs> so they got to do some things like that this week.
2: Teron, you talked about the defense of the Titans missing uh, Harold Landry. Now, last year the Titans had one of the best run defenses in the National Football League. And this year they have struggled against the run. What has been the reason for the struggle of the Titans defense against the run this year?
0: Yeah, I think it comes down to basic things that make run defense good, right? You have to wall. You have to rally to the football. You have to tackle. And there have been some runs where they didn't create that wall up front. Running back found a seam. He got to the second level. And broke a tackle, and he was gone for a a good amount. So you look at Saquon Barkley's uh, run, a 60-plus yarder against them. He was able to get to the outside, and and yeah, along with creating a wall, is setting the edge, and the edge wasn't set there. Christian Fulton came down, and and he wasn't able to bring Barkley down, and next thing you know, it's a foot race, and Bayer came off his post and got him. So that's a good example of all three things failing at, at the same time. So uh, they have to get better there. Uh, The linebackers, uh, David Long, especially Zach Cunningham, has had his struggles with tackling as well. So those have been the big issues. And and rallying to the football, this used to be a team where consistently you would see the ball carrier have four or five Titans around them bringing them down, and they have to get back to that. They have to swarm and and be like like Mike Vrabel used to call them, you you know, uh, a pack of wolves uh, uh, rallying (laughs) to the football.
2: Yeah, now I want to move back to the back end of the of the defense at safety and the safety to, at safety. The Titans have a good tandem, Byron Hooker, but at corner, yeah, it seems as though they are trying to find the right combination. What has been the concern of the coaches with the play of the corners thus far?
0: Yeah, this is another position where they've invested a yeah, lot invested, of draft yeah. stuff, right? <laughs> you got a first round pick in Caleb Farley. You got two second round picks in, in Christian Fulton and Roger McCreary. And last week. Caleb Farley played one snap. Mm. So Terrence Mitchell is the guy they, they signed on – they signed midweek and he started on Sunday. Wow. So that's been a big issue. Ugo Amadi was their nickel when the season started. He had an injury against the Bills, and he didn't play last week. So even in their nickel package, it was Fulton, McCreary and Mitchell, so that lets you know uh, really where the problem is. Caleb Farley has had some issues, just you know, getting just acclimated. And it's one of those things where you go back and you watch him at Virginia Tech before his back injury. Like this dude was—he was fun to watch. Right. And it, you're just not seeing the same thing. And it, one of the things that concerned me—I remember when I was, you know, just checking him out. Uh, one of the things that concerned me was how he would work against, you know, curls and comebacks and things like that, because he's so long and he, he's like a horse. Like a, he wants to run, turn and run. And you see receivers coming off the ball really hard, driving down the field, selling the nine, breaking down and working back to the quarterback. And they sell the nine, and he turn. He wants to. He wants to run against the nine, you know. And, and so that's what's happening. And um, I think it's a confidence issue also. So uh, there's a couple things that they're juggling. They they have to get him back in the mix at some point because I don't think Terrence Mitchell is the answer. They should get Amadi back this week, so that'll help them. Though.
1: Now, final thing with Teron Davenport covers the Titans for ESPN. This game probably pretty pivotal when you look at you know the season in as a whole for this AFC South. The Colts looking to get over 500. The Titans trying to avoid going one in three. What are your expectations for Sunday?
0: Yeah, that's a, another good question. <laughs> I think the Titans are going to really work to get the rushing attack going. And I, I know it sounds crazy because of how well the Colts have, have been with 2.6 yards of carry. They're giving up, which is best in the league. But I think that's what they're going to look to do early in the game and then work the play action off of that. Um, I think they could win this game. I, I just, I'm just i curious about yesterday's injury report, right, with, with, with Jonathan Taylor being on there uh pay. You know, I, I'm I'm curious whether this is the week that Shaq Leonard comes back. But I, I think the Titans can we come in and, and win this game. Well I mean
1: you you talk about that yards per carry. Derrick Henry's a different beast, so it's almost one of those you look at it going into and it's kinda really a good judgment to see kind of what it looks like after. We're definitely gonna be interested to see. And the injury the injury report for both sides is definitely one we're going to watch as Sunday approaches. Teron, thank you so much for the time and enjoy on Sunday.
0: Thank you. Appreciate you guys. This
1: Sunday, the Colts welcome in the Titans to Lucas Oil Stadium for another AFC South showdown. They'll have a quick turnaround next week as they travel to Denver for Thursday night football against the Broncos. To get us up to date on the Broncos, we're going to talk with Nick Kosmider, who covers the Broncos for the Athletic. But this Sunday, another AFC South matchup between the Colts and the Titans. For Bill Brooks, I'm Casey Vallier.
0: Go Colts.